In this tutorial, I'm going to demonstrate how to use the type tool and the character palettes and the paragraph palette to work with type. And I'm also going to talk about working with colors and using the marquee tool to create layers that have color applied to them. So the first thing that we're going to do is that uh, we're going to go ahead and turn off a few of these layers we have here. We're just going to leave the really big image of uh, Iron Man there on. So let's kind of move him out of the way. And let's select the type tool. Now after you select the type tool, you remember from earlier discussions about the control panel that once you select the type tool, uh, it gives you the characters and properties of that uh, tool in the control panel. Now there's two ways you can select type, and I'm going to recommend, and actually I'm only going to demonstrate one because I recommend you work with this technique uh, when you're initially working with Photoshop. And that's with the type tool selected, you're going to go ahead and click down on the mouse and drag out a text box or a text frame. And once you do that, you can see inside there, there's going to be a little cursor flashing. And we can go ahead and type in there. And I'm going to type Iron Man. It is really small, so I'm going to zoom back out. You'll probably notice that if you started typing on yours. And it's so small because we have the point size set to 12 points. So let's go ahead and uh, highlight what we just typed and set that to about 45 points. And manipulating the type, uh, once you have the type tool selected and you drew a text box, is just as easy as it is in Microsoft Word or any of the other uh, design tools that use works with type. You can just select the type select the font that you'd like to use in this case I'm using Myriad Pro I can select say Myriad Pro uh, bold and say if that point size is still too small I could go in manually and type say 85 and we have some other elements here sharp go ahead and just leave that set to sharp uh, we can change the alignments of that type now there's a few things to talk about when we're working with the type tool. Uh, one thing is that you'll notice when you have the type tool selected you'll notice this bounding box of this text frame is has this dotted line and the anchor points are uh, have this kind of appearance. If I go back to the move tool and select it that you see I don't have that dotted line but I do have the bounding box. <clears throat> the difference is is that if I try to drag out that box now it's going to stretch that type that I have there so I don't want to do that so I'm going to hit command Z you never want to stretch type uh, that you're working with and then if I want to go back in there and edit it I can't do that with the move tool the move tool just allows me to move that object around and you'll notice that once I use the type tool it creates a new layer in the layer palette and whatever I type into that type text frame it becomes the copy that appears in the layer palette for that layer so if I want to edit this type, I need to go back to the type tool. And let me talk about what happens, because sometimes when you have a lot of objects or a lot of layers, uh, you can get lost trying to kick, click into your layer. So I want you to take a close look at the, the cursor when you have the type tool selected. Right now, when it has that dotted bracket around the cursor tool, that's saying that I am ready to create a new text box. 
Now if I move this cursor over a type tool, that bracket, dotted bracket disappears and that says now whenever I click, I'm accessing an existing text frame. So now if I click, I can go in there and edit that type and say Iran Man or Iron Man. And so that's how you would edit type. Let me zoom back out. <clears throat> and that's how I edit the type. Now with the type tool selected and once I'm in there, I can take these bounding boxes and scale the size of that text box without stretching it. Now what that's doing, it's creating me more space. Now the reason why I'd want to do that, say for instance, if I close up this distance uh, vertically of Iron Man and I try to type, say I hit return and try to type another line, I can't actually see that copy because the text box is too small. And if I zoom in, you take a look at the lower right hand corner, this boundy box has a little plus sign in it. And what that's telling me is that I have more copy in that bounding box than is visible. So if I zoom back out, all I have to do is take my type tool, select inside where the type is, and grab this lower anchor point and just drag that box open and then I can see that I have more type in there. So that's given us uh, working with type. Now let me show you the paragraph styles and the character styles palettes. To access those palettes, what I want to do is go up to Window, go down to Character, and it opens up the Character uh, Palette panel and the Paragraph panel. In the Paragraph panel, we'll have these uh, recognizable justification and alignment, and we have indent indent first line and different uh, attributes of the paragraph that we can adjust and then in the paragraph character styles we can have more options or parameters to adjust the characters in a text box so with the type tool selected if I select this copy I could change the size <coughs> I can change the letting right now it's set to auto so I could drop it down or make it 85 so what it's called solid, set that type solid. So the letting is the same value as the point size. I can change the tracking and I can just push the up arrow and make the tracking or I could close it up. I could stretch the type which you usually don't want to do uh, vertically. I could stretch the type vertically which you recommend you not doing. I can stretch it horizontally. horizontally. I also have these faux techniques. I can use faux bold, but I'd reckon not, recommend not using these faux bold and faux italics. I would just use the typeface that's given in the font family. So let's stay with bold. I have all caps, and you can play around with these other buttons. So I'm going to turn that off. Another thing that you can do is that you can change the color of the type. And then once we talk about the color type, I'll segue to using the color tool in general and the eyedropper. One thing I want to do here is I haven't talked about this so far is that at the end of your tool panel you'll see two boxes and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hit this button here in my tool panel so I can have two columns of tools and now you can see I have my set foreground color and background color visible <clears throat> and this is what we're gonna to use to select colors and I also have my color palette and my swatches palette over here so say for instance I wanted this color to be not black, say I wanted it to be a different color that was available in my swatches. I could simply select the swatches palette, make sure I have my type selected, and I could turn it green. And you'll notice that it brings that color into this color, 
in the character palette also brings it to the foreground of my uh, selector over here in the tool panel. I could also change it and you can change it to any color you want. Also, <clears throat> I could go to this color palette, select my type, and start messing with these sliders as well. So I could pick a slider value out of these colors and mix and match my own colors. Or I could just select the color out of this bar down here at the bottom. Change the color. If I'm in the character palette, I can click this and this is going to open the color picker. So if I click in here, now I have the color picker available. And in here, I can add RGB values, CMYK values, color values for the internet, and different color settings. So I could scroll through and say I collect, uh, I want to select that color. Or I could actually move this out of the color picker. And you see I have an eyedropper pop up, and I can sample a color out of that image that's in my document. So I could pick this color here, and it would match the color there. And if I enjoyed that color, I could go ahead and add to swatches and give it a name and say Iron Man. And then close that palette. And then I could go ahead and take that tool and access that swatch I created in the color palette, in the swatches palette. So then I could select that color and change it as it be. I can also access the color picker by selecting this box here and open the color picker. And so that's how you would select the colors. One last thing that we'd like to do here is I'm going to show you how to pick, now that you know how to pick colors, I'm going to show you how to use the marquee tool to create colors for boxes. So once I have that color selected, I could come down here and say I don't want this transparency here. I want to go ahead and make this whole area filled with white and so what I would need to do in this instance is go ahead and take and create a new layer I could just create a new layer and you see it created a new layer and I could say call this the background layer And then what I would do is I would select the color that I want to be in the background layer. In this case, I want it to be white. So then I could go under here, underneath the gradient tool, I could select the paint bucket. And with this background layer selected, I could take the paint, bound, paint bucket and paint that whole color white. Now you see it feels like, it looks like I've erased Iron Man, but it's simply that layer is on top of my image so I'd slide it to the back and I could do that. If I wanted to add a color box, say at the bottom, I could just use the marquee tool, draw out a box, create a new layer because we want that object, this color box to be in its own layer. Then I could take the paint bucket again and paint inside that marquee tool with, with the color selected that I'd like. I selected white, so I need to go back to that blue that I collect, uh, created and paint inside that box. And now I have a box that's created that I can move around using the Move tool. When you have the Marquee tool selected, you need to deselect. 
now I can move that box around as I need. I want to put it on top of my image and then I can resize that box as I need using the marquee tool and the move tool. I'm going to go ahead and apply that transformation and you can see now if I scale this image up we're starting to have created design using uh, Photoshop.